Okay, today I am joined by my good friend, my family brother. He's like my, my one blood, Mr. Michael <laughs> Carberry. How are you, sir? I'm all right, sir. How are you doing? Yeah, good to I'm see good. you again, man. Yeah, good to see you. Good to see you. Looking sharp. Looking. Look at those trying guns. To, <laughs> trying to, man. Trying to keep in shape. Keep, keep up with these youngsters. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to the youngsters, I can see there's a... Uh, who's that looking over your shoulder from that easel? Um, I, I finally managed to finish your portrait. Well, you know well, because uh, last time we spoke, I think, which was it was quite a while ago, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. I've just started sketching it out. So it's Marcus Rashford. So I wanted to kind of, you know, do a little tribute, you know, for, for someone who, you know, who's, who's um, done some special things, obviously, you know, using his platform and, and whatnot, using his voice to kind of throw light on, on what's been happening and uh, with the kids at school and, you know, you, you know, getting, getting the meals and stuff like that. So, you know, and highlighting certain things with the government. So, yeah, I thought just, you know, just to recognise what he's done. It's a very good picture. You've caught, you've caught his likeness um, really well. It's, uh, yeah, I'll get a little close-up. You are certainly talented, mate. You're really, yeah, look at that. Uh, try my best, mate. You know, <laughs> doesn't it doesn't always go to the thing is when when you sketch it out, it doesn't always, it doesn't always go to plan. But you know, it's, it's I always say so. It's a it's a it's a series of mistakes that you just try and lessen the mistakes. That was all. That's it. That's it. Well, I've got one of your Bob Marley uh, prints hanging out. Can't see it. In here. It's not in this room, mm -hmm. um, but uh, in my other room. But if people are interested in this, MichaelCarberryArt.com is the site. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yep, still still running. Yeah. yeah. Check it out. Check it out. Check it I'll out. I'll put the link across the bottom of this video so um oh, we can uh, we can see. So anyway, uh cricket. Um mm. the dust has settled after England's Ashes tour, and we're about to start a series out in the West Indies, uh, which is being talked about as being the reset button for the England test team. But I wanted to ask you as someone that has been down on an Ashes tour to Australia and felt the heat and felt the pressure. Just what what were your memories and recollections of that 2013-14 tour? Um, well, <laughs> not very good ones from a cricket <laughs> point of view. Um, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed the challenge because I suppose at that at that stage of my career I was you know well into my mid thirties and you know I had to obviously wait a long time behind Cook and Strauss, obviously two great openers. Um, so unexpectedly from my end, you know, I was called up to, to, to go and open a batting. Um, and even when I got on the trip, I mean, I still didn't think I'd play. I mean, Joe Root at the time was, was the, um, was the sort of incumbent opener. Um, but, you know, I played really well on the trip and, you know, got some runs and managed to get myself in the team. And, um, I mean, I suppose looking back, I mean, it was a challenge that, I dreamt about really, I wanted to face, you know, the world's quickest bowlers and, you know, in Australia's backyard. I mean, I think every, every Englishman, you know, you sort of dream of that, you, you, you know, every day you're working towards that um, through the county's county game. So to get the opportunity was, was fantastic. I mean, the, the results obviously, you know, weren't, weren't great. I mean, we were in all departments thoroughly outplayed um, by, you know, what, what was a, an outstanding, Australian attack really um you know it was just relentless pressure all day um you know I mean Johnson obviously was you know the one sort of well documented the pace that he bowled at and the hostility but 
you know, it's the other guys around him. It was Ryan Harris. It was Peter Siddle. You know, it was um, Shane Watson. It was Nathan Lyon. You know, they they just, yeah, they just really outplayed us. And um, but it was one of those where I came back from that trip, and and obviously we, you know, we were heavily criticised in the press, rightly so. But you know, I I, st- I felt that you know, for me, Test cricket won't get any harder than that. And I felt to some degree like. I passed. I passed the test. Like I stood up. You know, I enjoyed the challenge. I was. I was up for it every day, um, and there was great learnings from that. You know, I didn't feel. I didn't feel like overruled by the situation. I mean, you know, I was, came out. I think it was second highest run scorer. So, you know, so for my end, I thought right. Well, I proved to myself that technically I could play. Um, you know, it's just at that level now. It, it, it's you know it's just it's meant it's all mental isn't it you know it's just feeling feeling you know dealing with the pressure and i suppose being able to close out noise and things like that from external and just play your game really yes i mean that's a point i've been trying to make i don't understand why that everyone's coming down so hard on this england team particularly in the circumstances of covid and everything going to australia going to australia is always a hard thing and england getting beaten heavily in Australia is nothing new. I mean, I think, I can't remember the last time we went yeah. down there and I think the series before you went, I think 10-11 was the last time. Yeah. yeah, that's right, yeah. And, you know, even, you know, the side that you were part of was a strong England side, but still got, you know, yeah. beaten mm. heavily. I'm quite interested, you mentioned a point about um, when, in terms of pressure and um, the kind of mental aspect, it's the toughest to go on. I think that's always been the way, but... A lot's made of mental health these days and player welfare and looking after them. And this was what was it like when you went? Were there people there to help players deal with it? Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I mean my recollection of it, it wasn't it wasn't the best team environment that I was part of. I'll be I'll be frank and honest. Um, you you were kind of the England team that I played or the era that I played. I mean, we, look, we had some of the England's greatest cricketers, you know, in, in history, but I wouldn't necessarily say that it was the best team, you know? So coming in, coming in to the, 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 the circle as a, as a newbie, um, I think a lot of the time, I, personally, I felt you were very much on your own a lot of the time, um, you know, um, unless you were, prepared to form some alliances which is not is not really my way um you know I'll, I'll talk straight if i don't agree i don't agree as long as i've got facts and reasons behind what i'm saying but um so you, you kind of had to play the game a little bit but that's not me um but it wasn't it wasn't the best team environment um you know and then you had obviously andy flower you know probably didn't have the best relationships with him um and he wasn't someone that on the tour was someone that I felt like I could go to and say, yeah, look, at, at certain times, oh, look, I'm struggling or whatever. Um, but the thing is, Dave, for me, is that look, where, 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 where I've grown up, where, where I came up in South London, where, you know, you know growing up as a kid in the, in the 80s and 90s, you know, watching what my family had to, had to go through to, to get me these opportunities. I mean, look, I had you know, plus personal health issues that I had at the time. Um, you know, my my fight was a lot tougher than 
Australian bowling attack, to be honest. Um, you know, and I've seen tougher teams growing up. So I, I think maybe naturally, uh, mentally, I was just naturally geared for challenges. You know, that's just part and parcel of being a sports, a black sports person in, in Britain is that you, you have to be, you have to be strong, you know, because through my whole journey as a cricketer, it's been about <clears throat> facing cha facing challenges, overcoming challenges, sometimes the physicality challenges or just simply the, the you know, the game itself, you know, having, you know, someone, an opponent, be it Mitchell Johnson, be it Ryan Harris, whoever it might be. And you've got to, you've got to, you've got to find a way. Um, so yeah, I, I, that was a that was a sad thing about that tour. Is it, it was how it all kind of imploded um, as 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 the games went on. You know, we didn't we didn't get tighter. We actually fragmented. You know, even the coaching staffs were very much you know worrying about their own jobs. And so for a lot of the time, yeah, you you kind of felt more at home out there in the middle batting, really, because you you know you know what you're going to get from Australia. You know, um, I didn't necessarily know what I'd get when I'm walking back to the change room. I just wonder where, if we're actually right now reaching the end of that cycle, because without naming names or anything, but particularly in that side that you were part of, big characters, big egos, big presence in the dressing rooms. Uh, and as an observer just looking in, you could think and look at these people and just think, oh, you know, they're not the sort that would be sort of necessarily team players or people that I'd want to be sort of sharing a, a dressing room with. And I'm just wondering now whether we're at the end of that cycle with the current team that's going out to the West Indies and that the team that's going seems to be a bit more um, cricket-minded in terms of, you know, like you said, whether they're looking after their careers or their performance or something like that. Um, I mean, it's difficult to say. I mean, as I say, I'd only spent one series in the team, or you know, and and four years apart from my from my debut. So I mean, it's it's difficult to. I think cricket teams notoriously has always had a, a cluster or a group of people that are influential in the team and and you know people in it. I guess who comes in, who who they accept, who they don't accept. I don't think it's just England. I think look, you've seen it in Australia. You know, they've they've obviously had some some issues with my good friend Justin Langer, um, who's now left the role. Um, so you can see even there, there's there's rumblings there in their in their sort of ranks and their team. I mean, where where I think it fell apart for England on this trip was, I, I mean, I don't know so much if it's a personality thing. I just think that you know our cricket structure you know hasn't lent itself to producing um the players we need for test cricket i mean it's i see it now i'm coaching kids myself that kids are it's certainly from a batting point of view the the patience levels are just non-existent you know they don't see patience as being a skill um you know it, it's all heavily focusing wanting to kind of come in and swing across the ball and, and hit boundaries. They're not, they're not interested in the intricacies of batting and, and, or the game of cricket, you know, the, the, the patience needed to be a bowler, you know, to run in and hit a good line and length from, from a batting perspective, being able to play straight and 
stay at the wicket. You know, that's a skill. You know, you can't make runs, as my dad always used to tell me, you can't make runs sat in the pavilion. You know, so I, I think it, it's it's more, I would say, it's more societal problems now coming to the, coming to the front as to why our, our test cricket in particular is suffering because... I just think the, the 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 modern crop of players now, as I said, they know what is possible now by just putting your foot down the track and having a having a whoopsie woo, versus learning the art of batting. You know, um, which still allows you to go and play in these tournaments. I might add, you know, there, there's this stigma attached that if you're a, if you're a proper batsman, like I was an opening batsman, you get this label that you can't score quickly now. You put my record up against anyone. So, I mean, I scored as quickly with, with some of the best. Um, and yes, I could still bat a day and get a hundred or save save a game, which a, a lot of the time I had to do for Hampshire in Red Bull cricket um, because we were just groomed that way. You know, growing up, as I say, learning cricket in the eighties, nineties. That's how we were we were taught. You know, we watched a whole day of Test cricket and watched. My heroes, Greenwich, Haynes, Richards, you know, who was as, as attacking it. Yeah, Butcher. <laughs> yeah, he's nice. Nice back in there as well. Yeah, but, you know, I was, uh, yeah, I, I spent a lot of time watching Mark because he, one, he played at my club. Um, two, you know, he played for Surrey and, you know, very close to his, his family. His dad was, he was my, was my, one of my first real professional coach and first left handy coach. And, I mean, Alan, you know, all, only used to talk to me about, batting and how to make runs. And we still used to go out and pongo it in, in one day cricket. Um, but we still had the, you know, the basics in place. God, I'm old enough to, I, I watched Alan playing for England, the Oval. I'm, I'm that old. Blimey. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned your health. Well, um, I, Harry... I, watched, I watched him from 22 yards, mate, and he was about 40, 44 years old and he was still giving it. Licks, <laughs> <laughs> legends, the legends, the pair of them. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, how man. are you keeping? Because you mentioned your health and I think last time you were on, we went through the, the various struggles you've had. Um, mm. And I managed to say blood clot without using a Jamaican accent as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, just... I suppose been, it have been finished now for four years and obviously we've had some tricky times in the last two years. So yeah, just tried to use the time to, you know, get in, keep in shape. Um, the fact I'm doing a lot more coaching now obviously lends itself to that. I'm throwing a lot of balls every weekend. Um, uh, so, you know, just thought that keep myself, keep myself in shape. Um, so I've been, you know, out there training and, Getting, yeah, just maintenance, really, just enjoying it and, you know, watching my diet and that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, obviously I have to manage certain things. And But, yeah, touch wood, you know, everything is is good, man. Thanks yeah. for asking. Oh, yeah, and long may that continue. Long may that continue. Now, uh, it's quite sunny when I'm looking out the window this morning, sort of getting towards spring. We're into March. You can yeah. smell the cricket season. You can smell it. Everyone's getting excited yeah. and uh as you said, you're coaching uh, kids these days, and um, a little bird tells me that you and Scotty Newman have got uh, an Easter elite cricket camp uh, down at, is it uh, Beckenham you're doing it? Is that right, this this Easter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So me and uh, my childhood mate, Scott Newman, so we, we've known each other since, oh, God, age 10, I think it was, <laughs> when we first met at Surrey, Surrey, Surrey Juniors. Um, yeah, so we... 
we got together um, last year when when we obviously reopened and it's stuff we've been chatting about for a few years. Um, you know, doing something together as as, as two mates, and um, obviously we finally got the opportunity. So, yeah, we we're running some some Easter camps um, down at Beckenham, so we managed to get a good space down there. It's a fantastic facility down there, and um, yeah, before that we were running a ten week junior camp. Uh, for between sort of 11 to 15s um, at the Oval for 10 weeks. And that was a real success. That was our sort of breakthrough, if you like. Um, parents were, by the end, were really, really pleased with the progress of their kids. Because, again, we just really went back to basics. You know, just, yes, the natural talent is there with some of them, but it's now getting them, you know, especially at that younger age, to understand the basics of the game and um, I mean that last two three weeks I mean we were you know both us and the parents were sort of just watching you know it was almost like a mini test match watching under 11s going at it hard you know out beautiful out swingers and 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 batters playing nice and straight and that kind of stuff and it was it was good to see you know I'm glad and, and you know we must I think it's our duty as former players and, and coaches to keep keep promoting that yes you know, the short form of the game. But if you've got those basics in place, I think, you know, kids will enjoy the game a lot better, will stay in the game a lot longer. And that's ultimately all we can do. I mean, whether they go on and make pros, I mean, I think that's down to them and talent and opportunity and that thing called luck. Um, but, you know, in their sort of formative years, I think it's really important to, you know, to just teach them, the you know, the fundamental basics of so these camps, you know, we've got them for three or four hours and, and it's, you know, really diving into all facets, you know, some batting, bowling, fielding, some fitness as well. Um, so they, they, they get the sort of whole collective package. I agree. It's a really satisfying thing when you see a youngster um, playing a shot, holding the pose and getting it right, mm. being balanced. Like, it's a really satisfying thing, isn't it? And what age groups uh, can come to this, uh, this camp? Yeah, so we, we sort of target mainly, you know, say juniors with hardball experience. So any, I think anything from around age 11 to, to sort of 15, 16. Um, because again, you know, those are good ages where you can really get in there now and, and, and talk to them and, and change, make any sort of changes or adjustments. Um, and getting them just to say, just to understand the, the, the basic fundamentals of the game. Because I think that's where kind of things have been lost in general you know we talked about the ashes and debacle we had this winter I think again you know I think that yeah the undoubtedly because due to the fact that you know all the investment's been in short, short form cricket over the last couple of years you know so there had to be collateral damage and unfortunately it was it was the test game so you know so I think that it's important this next generation coming up um you know, if we can, we can start that ball rolling by the time, hopefully some of them push on and, and go and play much higher level cricket, um, they're already in place. And it will be a lot of fun knowing you two. Um, it will be enjoyable as well as hard work. So if people want to get in touch and book their places. Uh, they got email Scott, I believe. Uh, email address yeah. is newman500 at btinternet.com. That's the one. That's right. I've got it. I've got the details. I can, I'm, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit. I'm looking. Uh, so Tuesday 19th to Thursday the 21st of April uh, 2022, obviously. It's at the Indoor School at the Kent. 
uh, County Cricket yeah. Ground in Beckenham. Uh, and it's two, three-hour sessions per day. So um, I would suggest anyone that's got a youngster that is keen on cricket or it's probably good preparation because it's so close to the start of the cricket. In May, everyone will be outside and, and playing matches. So yeah. to do something like this, timing is yeah. great. And yeah, we, we figured that the, the safe bet was to get something indoors. Um, obviously, kind of was guaranteed the weather in April. So yeah. <laughs> we figured, uh, yeah, get, get something indoors where we can guarantee, guarantee the weather. And... Um, Let's say it's it's a great facility. So you know, for anyone that's you know got some kids who are you know keen, you know, and want to want to sort of we say it's more you know it's an advanced camp in terms of. So this is why we sort of target kids that are already kind of playing hardball cricket, um, who are looking to sort of brush up their skills uh, going forward. Excellent. Well, I'll put all the details right across the screen on our website and our social media as well. So. Uh... Uh, and then beyond that, Cobbs, what are your plans this summer? Are you going to be uh, watching a bit of cricket? You, I don't think you're playing anymore, but what, what are your plans for the no. summer? <laughs> uh, so I'm also uh, just been made head coach of London Schools Cricket Association as well. So I've um, been sort of busy. Thank you, mate. Um, yeah, so I've been busy busy with that for the last 20-odd uh, weeks, um, up at the Oval most, most weekends. So I'm working with the EPG section, which is what we're hoping to turn into a sort of academy kind of set up with the, a pathway into the county. So it's mainly lads around the sort of post-school well, school leavers coming up to school leavers age and was trying to stretch it to 19. Um, so we developed a relationship with North Hants, I believe Derby and Worcester um, at the moment. So yeah, it's just, it's kind of for kids who, you know, had a little bit of taste of county experience, but haven't quite, for whatever reason, cut the mustard. So, it, again, we're just trying to refine and retune and, you know, um, polish them up um, so that other counties can sort of look, in, look at them and hopefully they can get onto academy and then hopefully join the professional staff. So, yeah, it's been uh, so far so good. Um you know, guys have worked really, really hard. Um, I think, you know, getting used to a different way of of, of working and training for some of them. Um, you know, they when I, I think when they first met me, they weren't they weren't sure what I had conjured up for them. But <laughs> everyone's like that when they yeah. first meet you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, I, I, yeah, but it was. I feel you know, it was important for me to. You know, to start giving them that that talk, I think they're they're, they're at that age now where they can, for those who have got aspirations to play um, much higher cricket, I think it's important they know what they're walking into. Um, so I said to them, look, you, you've got to tick all the bo certain boxes now. You've got to be able to tick um, and and learn about the game, play a smart, a much smarter game than what you're what you're doing now. It's not just again about coming in trying to whack every ball you've got to learn how to back and that still allows you to go out and you know to whack boundaries later on down the line but um just learning the general game and and, and the mindset more importantly i think that's you know as you get higher up in the, you know in your career you find that the majority of it is played between you know played between it is um which yeah they, they they they're getting there um it'd be interesting to see now Having had, we're, I think we've got them for 20, 25 weeks. So we're, we're at week 19, I think now. So it'd be interesting now when we got, we got some fixtures obviously um, in place this summer. So I'm going to try and get around to 
a lot of those to lend, lend some moral support and kick a few in the backside. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, you know, again, take, you know, away from nets under, you know, when they're under that, that, that sort of pressure, how, who responds and, you know, is that it just comes down to that word desire, isn't it? Um, when you're out there in the middle, who want, who wants, who really wants that contract, you know, will will, will sort of come forward, and and obviously then we, you know, with the younger age group who I've got Scott involved with as well. So Scott is running the under 11s to 15s for me in uh, Mill Hill most weekends. Um, so we're con- you know in constant contact. So if there's any you know tasty looking cricketers up that way, then it's a natural halfway to me so um we're getting good to get around to see some of their games as well so yeah it'd be again a little bit you know some more coaching and and i suppose getting a bit of traveling this this summer to get around um a lot of the london schools um uh, games um age group games to, to sort of see who's who's the next sort of proper talent and um yeah so it should be and then i'm hoping to get you know do some media work as well um, with BBC. I'm hoping that will, that will sort of continue. So usually summers are, are quite busy. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. There's no, there's hardly any days off, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a top man. I will vouch for that personally, and it's great the work you're doing um, and inspirational to all these youngsters. Um, and long may it continue. We look forward to hearing your voice, seeing your face on the BBC over the summer. You were very constant presence last year so i don't doubt that will continue oh but before you go how's your mum mum is good thanks yeah she's good much much better yeah she's she's doing well yeah she's uh yeah she's into her fitness now as well so oh, really she's, she's out yeah yeah she's done well man she's um she's out there doing her, her walks three four times she's put me to shame i'll tell you <laughs> <laughs> she put me to shame um now she's doing really well thank you yeah she, she's doing great yeah health, oh, that's health good is much you. better yeah good yeah you. she's good all right we'll wrap it up there but uh we'll put all yeah. the details of the easter cricket camp uh, across our media and uh, i'll put the details on this uh, on this video as well but uh, thank you, viewers, listeners mm-hmm. if you're interested i suggest you get involved and uh keep an eye on the other stuff that uh carbs and uh scotty newman are doing because they are top men and uh you will learn so much, no matter what age you are, whether you're 11, whether you are 16, whether you are 60, you will learn from <laughs> these guys. <laughs> take it easy, my man. Good to see you and hear you. Yeah, and, man. Uh, Great we'll to see you, dude. Yeah, for sure, man. You take care. All right, buddy. Look after yourself, man. <laughs>